This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon, and as usual with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good morning, Wally. Good. How are you? Uh, a little bit uh, under the weather. My voice yeah, a little tell. bit raspy, but I'll see if I can hang in there today. I, I hope got... we don't need a relief pitcher here. Uh, hope, hopefully not. Uh, and, and if we do, hopefully we'll get a little bit more success than John Gibbons has been getting with his <laughs> with his relief staff uh, this week. I'm going to try and hang in. we got Sebastian, our producer, who uh, who's chomping at the bit to get some airtime. So hopefully... Uh, We'll see. We'll see if he gets some air. We're going to try and keep you off the air, Sebastian. Anyways, Naz, this is normally what I call the first day of spring. It's, uh, it's of course, what I'm talking about is Master Sunday. To me, this heralds the beginning of a brand new, uh, brand new season. Uh, of course, uh, today they'll be competing for the most prized uh, possession in golf, which is, of course, the green jacket. And uh, it should be wonderful uh, this afternoon to watch that. Of course, uh, heralding the first day of spring, uh, somebody forgot to send the message to Mother Nature. I mean, no it's, uh, it's been brutal. No uh, cold. I'm new, I've usually played about three, four rounds of golf by this time of year. but uh, Ice, pellets, snow, it was, it was, it was That's the weather forecast for Toronto. It was Toronto. miserable. So we're certainly hoping that Master Sunday will turn the tables in terms of our spring forecast in southern Ontario and western New York. But uh, to talk about Master Sunday, we'll be have, join us for the third year in a row, John Steinbretter. John Steinbretter is one of the most prominent writers uh, uh, in golf. Uh, you, he's actually at Augusta this morning. He writes for Masters.com. He writes for Global Golf Post. He's a decorated golf writer, and certainly we're looking forward to talking to him again. And, of course, uh, the boys of summer were back last week, the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, another spring ritual commences this week, which is the NHL playoffs. Um, and the Leafs finished dead last. Oh, we, yeah, to talk about, we'll, we'll get we'll get back to that right away. Uh, dead last. <laughs> anyways, we, we're going to talk about the NHL playoffs today. Uh, we've got Barry Melrose coming on, of course. Barry Melrose, a hockey analyst with NHL.com and ESPN, and... Uh, uh, coming back to the Naz and Wally Sports, I would love to chat with him as well. So he'll be uh, talking NHL playoffs and all things NHL hockey. Anyways, Naz, mission accomplished. Dead last. Dead last. We did it. That was the plan. At least I was Think told that this. was the they plan. They finished dead last, and they only have twenty percent chance of getting. Well, Austin that that's Matthews. what uh, that's what people forget. In the, you know, it seems like a tremendous accomplishment um, to finish last, and um, uh, certainly, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't think they set out to finish last. I don't think professional athletes necessarily compete to lose. 
Uh, although in from the fans' perspective, uh, if you're gonna, you know, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you, you might as well inc- roll the dice, right? Yes. You might as well increase your odds. And uh, but I think what people are forgetting about this, and this is what really upset. Really upset uh, Buffalo's uh, GM was is Tim Murray. Tim Murray, I, I always yeah. forget. I, I get him confused with the uh, with the other Murray. Uh, Tim Murray. Uh, people forget Buffalo finished last overall two years in a row, and they never selected first. Yeah, so it could and that that really peed off uh, Tim Murphy. Uh, yeah. Tim Murray, sorry. Um, and uh, the Leafs only have twenty percent chance. That's one in five. I mean, I would bet the house on that. You know, and, and the interesting part about that stat. Is they have a one in five chance of fin- of selecting first overall. They have a forty two percent chance of selecting fourth. Yeah, like they, their odds of selecting fourth are twice what they are of selecting first. And uh, you know you don't want to bet the farm on that. No, that's for sure. But you know if they wanted to fix it, really, the NHL they should uh, give it to Arizona. Matthews is in Arizona. Oh, are we talking native. conspiracies again? Well, no. Y- come on. You know what? Look at the the problems uh, Betton's had with uh, Arizona since day one. They since they've come into the league. Wouldn't it be ironic that if uh, well, Austin Matthews end up in Arizona? Uh, ironic is uh, an interesting choice of uh, <laughs> uh, terms. Um, I will say it would it would be a great thing for the Arizona franchise. Yeah, there's would. no question about that. To have a local boy, uh, number one draft choice overall, you know. Uh, the next great, uh, you know, him and Jack Eichel are going to anchor that U.S. American team for the next 10, 15 years. Uh, so certainly if Arizona gets Austin Matthews, um, that would be a fantastic thing for the Arizona franchise. But, you know, like, what are the odds of that happening? I mean, the really interesting, the really interesting story wow. is, uh, can you imagine, uh, I won't even say that, you know, um, Edmonton Oilers, they get the they get the first overall draft choice again. I mean, if you're the NHL, are you not embarrassed? Like like that's going to be the fifth time in seven years that the Oilers will get the number one draft choice. And most of the time, it's just the luck, it's just the roll roll of the dice or the how the balls came down the chutes or whatever. But, fi- I mean, you've got the brightest young talent um, in the NHL, and it's, and it's heading, and out to Edmonton, and no disrespect to Edmonton, but it's not, it's not the greatest market, media market. And, it's, you know, is that really where you want your best young talent in the game buried? For the next ten years, uh, they don't think that in Edmonton. That, uh, well, yeah, not I mean market, that's but, great, you know, but but I mean let's let's be let's be realistic. Edmonton, Edmonton is not Edmonton's a fantastic hockey city, but it's not one of the leading cities in North America. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I don't want to disrespect Edmonton. There's you know some great people from Edmonton. And I'll tell you what, they closed down the arena this past week. And yeah. look who they had: Gretzky, Messier, Coffee, Curry. You can yeah, go and what, on and on and on who's played there. So Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's 20, uh, that's 30 years ago, 25, 30 Still. years ago. The NHL, I mean, what happened? And, I mean, you know, they had to split up those Edmonton teams and moved all their, all uh, you know, originally all that dynamite talent. They had to move it move it around the NHL. But you got Connor McDavid. You've got Taylor Hall. You've got, um, uh, let's say you get Austin Matthews. They didn't draft defensemen right, when they needed Right, and you keep, you keep rewarding this incompetence. 
and it's being rewarded through a lottery system. I mean, you know, at some point in time, and you know, and I said it last year when they got Connor McDavid and when when Murray and Buffalo was all upset. I said it last year. You have to like, why not bring in a rule that says you can't have the same team have the number one overall pick more than once every three years or once every four years. I mean, like, let's spread it around. I mean, you know, I mean, I appreciate the fact that it's the luck of the draw, but at some point in time, you got to draw the line. So what would happen if they were all free agents, Walt? Well, they, let's, uh, let's say there was no draft. Let's say there was oh, absolutely no Oh, yeah, but you're in no a salary draft. cap world. That's right. You know, it's, it's, you're in a salary cap world. But, the, you no know, that, but that calls into question the whole collective bargaining agreement. I mean, the, the, the reality is entry-level contracts – there's there's a max you can pay or you can pay a rookie right yep so i mean i don't know what that max is a million two million bucks or whatever it is and you got these entry-level contracts and you got to work your way up through the system and after seven years i think you become a ufa unrestricted but if you're going to make them all unrestricted off off from day one uh i i don't know how i don't know how that's going to work i mean it's it's going to be chaos because you know, do they have a draft? Like, imagine soccer? if imagine Connor McDavid comes out last year, and he's an unrestricted free agent. I mean, you, you'd be throwing uh, wouldn't you be throwing twelve, thirteen, fourteen no, million dollars? They're, they're under the cap, though. They can still be under the cap. Well, right? you got to be under the cap to be so able they, to throw that money at him. So a rookie would still be under the cap, but they could sign him. Like the Leafs could have signed him. Well, anybody presumably, Winnipeg. if he's a UFA, anybody can sign exactly. him. Exactly. So, you know, you got you see Connor McDavid coming down the line, you know, you're going to dump as many people as you can and free up as much cap space. But, but, but Connor McDavid could have signed for anything he wanted last year. But if you leave him as free, everybody is free agents and they have a cap or a rookie first year player, they can still do that without the draft. Right? So you can sign McDavid for the entry level contract, which is 950,000, whatever yeah. it is, right? But, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. I think we're you know we're 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 way out. Or we're a little bit out there with that with that concept. I'm, I'm not sure. So sure. You, you see the date. What what, what sport? So what sport do you have? Soccer. Where, where they There's come no in draft soccer? In, in North America and Europe, I guess different different foundation to the sport. Yeah. There's no draft in soccer. Yeah, but There's a draft they, uh, in baseball. There's a draft in football, but in soccer and a lot of the a lot of the European teams, like the Lionel Messi's, they're signing these kids when they're ten, eleven, twelve years old. So it's almost like the old NHL from the '60s. They have their yeah. own development teams, right? So they develop their. They, it's almost like they develop. They sign them when they're twelve, thirteen, and they work them up through through the system. And they're and because it's transnational and all that, it's a completely different system. Anyways, I, I uh, guess there's no foolproof uh, way. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways, it's uh, we're certainly an interesting topic of conversation. Uh, it's April thirtieth, if I'm not mistaken, That's Saturday right. night. And it's probably uh, it's going to be the the race for Austin Matthews, and we certainly hope those uh, those lottery balls that when they come down the chutes, we hope they uh, they hope they fall the the Toronto Maple Leafs way this year. Uh, Austin Matthews certainly is uh, looks like he's going to be a dynamite player and look great in the blue and white of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Anyways, we've got to go to break, and we'll be right back after the break with John Steinbretter. John Steinbretter, one of Golf's preeminent writers, and he's at Augusta right now, and we'll be talking about the Green Jacket and the Masters. We'll be back shortly.
It was a rainy day when Pizzaville brought back the large five-topping pizza special for just $13.99 for a limited time. I'm whispering because the last time Pizzaville brought back this special, there was pandemonium in the streets, pushing, shoving, biting. So order now and order often, and hopefully you won't have any bite marks when this is over. Call Pizzaville for the large five-topping pizza special at pound 3636 from your cell phone. Shh. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000 square foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and, Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, we're also on 97.6 FM. Uh, we had originally scheduled John Steinbrenner from Augusta at this point. We've had trouble getting hold of him, but we're pleased to say we've had no problems connecting with Barry Melrose this morning. So, Barry... Uh, Welcome, and welcome back to the Nazawali Sports Hour. Just let our listeners know that you are a former coach, hockey analyst with NHL.com and ESPN. And how are you, Barry? 
I'm great. Uh, sitting here in Florida, we uh, did the uh, college game last night, Quinnipiac and uh, North Dakota. North Dakota won the Frozen Four, so they're the champion of college hockey and uh, just getting ready to go up to Bristol for the playoffs starting Wednesday. So it's a great time of year for hockey. A lot of leagues ending, a lot of playoffs starting, and uh, like I said, if you love the sport, it's a great time. Have you uh, started your playoff beard yet, Barry? I sort of keep a beard all year long, uh, so <laughs> I uh, so I sort of you know kill two birds with one stone. I don't have to go crazily, uh, you know, uh, scraggly because I have a beard all the time, but yet I still have a beard, so I, I do it sort of both ways. Barry, we've got the uh, obviously the NHL playoffs uh, starting this week, and uh, although the final matchups are not completely uh, set yet, although the teams in the playoffs are set. Uh, any surprises from your point of view in terms of who made it and who didn't make it? Well, uh, the big one is the Boston Bruins didn't make it. Uh, you know, here's a team that, uh, you know, won the Stanley Cup not that long ago. Um, you know, completely changed their team. It's, a, it's basically a different team than it was uh, that took a run at the Stanley Cup and and won it, and and now here's a team that missed the playoffs. Uh, uh, a team we think is a perennial, you know, powerhouse. So that was the, the biggest shock. Philadelphia had such a terrible start to the season. Uh, brought in Dave Haxtell, uh, you know, new coach out of college. As a matter of fact, he coached North Dakota last year, and uh, you know, looked like uh, they were going to miss the playoffs by a mile, and they were going to rebuild. It would be a few years before they were ready to make a run at the playoffs. And here, last the second last game of the year, they. They win it and they make the playoffs. So uh, you know that that's great for hockey. Uh, you know Philadelphia being in, everyone knows what a hockey hotbed that is. And, uh, the one thing we know is they're going to play the Washington Capitals in the first round, so that'll be a great matchup. But uh, you know I, I think Boston being out was the shocker, obviously, because you know they they've been so good for so long, and now it looks like they're in a rebuilding mode. Barry, there's speculation out there now that all these teams have been eliminated. I was looking down the list, and I see Boston, Vancouver, Montreal, Colorado, Winnipeg, and Ottawa possibly be making coaching changes. Do you agree with that? No, uh, I think it's too easy to uh, to fire the coach. Uh, you know what? A lot of the times they do it is be to appease the fans. Uh, the fans want something done, and in today's salary cap, it's very hard to make trades. Uh, you know because of uh, the money situation, and and you know you just can't make a move. Uh, for a hockey move, it has to be a financial move also. So the easy thing is to fire the old coach and, and bring in a new uh, new coach. And and we've seen it. You know, Columbus fires their coach, and did it make a ton of difference? No, they still missed the playoffs. And uh, you know, uh, so most of the time it's cosmetic to to appease the fans. It's too easy a fix. Uh, you know, sometimes the coaching change you know does work, and and I think that's why fans want it done so uh, so many times. But the amount of coaching changes, not just in hockey and all the sports, is crazy and, and, and certainly not warranted most of the time. Uh, Barry, um, looking uh, at the playoff matchups, of course, the, uh, the, team, the one team that seems to have separated itself from, any, from every other team this season was, of course, the Washington Capitals. Um, they, they seem to have taken their game to a different level. Uh, if you were to match up if you were coaching against the Washington Capitals in the playoffs, uh, how would you how would you devise a plan to beat them? Uh, the, mo- the main thing would be I would try and stay out of the penalty box. Uh, they've got a great power play. Uh, Ovechkin, uh, uh, Oshie, uh, Backstrom, uh, they're, they're magic together, and and 
Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's, I, I don't know if the numbers bear it out. They're close to being the best power play in the NHL number-wise, but I, I think without a doubt, if you gave me one power play in the NHL, I would take the Washington Capitals. So playoffs goals are hard to get, uh, and uh, if you're going to give Washington Capitals four or five power plays a night, they're going to score at least one on, the, on that power play. So I would definitely stay out of the power penalty box and just, you know, just not beat myself. Uh, you know, make sure I don't make mistakes. Make sure I play a 200-foot game. Make sure the puck is in deep. Uh, no turnovers in neutral zone with that Washington Capital transition game can get going. But uh, they're first overall for a reason. They're a heck of a hockey club. they got great goaltender in Holtby, tied Marty Brodeur's record for wins. Uh, I mentioned Backstrom. I mentioned Oshie. Uh, they've got Kuznetsov. they got a lot of offensive weapons. They're big, so you can't push them around physically. They can skate very, very well, so you can't outskate them. Uh, you know, like I said, there's a reason they were the best team in the NHL during the regular season. Uh, so they are a tough team to match up against. Barry, there's uh, probably a, goal, a goalie controversial in, controversy in San Jose. Do they start Jones or do they start Reimer? Uh, you start the guy you believe in. Uh, you'll find out a lot about who the coach believes in in the playoffs, and, and those guys are going to play. Uh, you know, uh, San Jose is a good team this year. I like them a lot. I always love their talent level, but they always let us down in the playoffs. So, but they seem to have a little bit more grit this year than they've had in the past. So. Uh, but, you know, this time of year, feelings are gone. You don't care what a guy thinks. You, you can't worry about hurting a guy's feelings. You don't care if the guy's 40 years old. You don't care if he's 20 years old. Right now, the guy that can help you win is going to be the guy you put in the lineup. So that's all you worry about as a coach. You worry about personalities and feelings later. Uh, right now, the best players are going to play. Uh, they're going to dress, and, and they're going to be the guys on the ice. So you'll find out a lot about who the coach believes in this time of year. Uh, we're talking to Barry Melrose, of course, Barry Melrose, hockey analyst with NHL.com and also with ESPN. Um, we're kind of uh, a, a little bit uh, sad up in Canada, Barry, because uh, for the first time in a long time, there are no Canadian teams in the NHL playoffs. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I'm a Canadian, and my my family are still in Saskatchewan. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm abreast of what's going on in Canada big time. And uh, it is sad. Uh, it's shocking. Uh, should be embarrassing. Uh, you know, uh, I think it maybe is a wake-up call for the Canadian teams uh, because, you know, for the most part, they haven't been doing things as well as the owners and managers in the United States. And, uh, you know, for, you know, teams that, uh, made the playoffs last year that, that missed them this year, that they got to look at themselves and say, well, what happened to us? Uh, you've got teams like Edmonton have just been terrible for so long. Uh, you know, uh, Toronto, same thing, just terrible for so long. Uh, you know, you can't blame you can't blame the dollar. You can't blame the salary cap, you know, because everybody's in the same boat. Uh, but, uh, you know, for a hockey fan in Canada, I know they'll find hockey and, and uh, they'll cheer, but, for not to have one Canadian team in the playoffs is, is pretty embarrassing for the country that has that made hockey great. Barry, um, getting back to the coaching situation, we're hearing a lot of rumblings on Patrick Waugh not being around with Colorado. Have you heard anything? And there's also rumors that uh, he may end up in Montreal somehow. Um, uh, Joe Sackick. I saw that he gave uh, Patrick Waugh the vote of confidence. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> he did say that, that he was going to come back next year. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of friction this year. You saw him, you know, Patrick is Patrick, and he's abrasive, and he, and he challenges his players. And, you know, you saw him get mad at Duchesne near the end of the year when Duchesne 
celebrated uh, his 30th goal, uh, even though they lost the game, and then obviously we're going to miss the playoffs. Um, I like Patrick. I, I, I like I like the way coaches. Uh, now saying that, uh, you know, coaches get fired. We talked about that, and uh, you know, if the players, you know, decide that they don't want Patrick Waugh, uh they'll make sure that Joe Sacking knows that very easily by not playing hard. So they've lost. They missed the playoffs now, and and for a young team that looked like they're on the move up, they made the playoffs a couple of years ago. That's certainly something Joe Sacking will go look at. But uh, you know. Now Patrick going to Montreal, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense because, uh, you know, in Montreal you have to have a French-speaking coach and, and uh, uh, nobody is more uh, heralded or, or cheered for or looked up to in, in Quebec and Montreal more than Patrick Waugh. So, you know, Patrick going to Montreal certainly makes sense. But, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Sacking and Patrick Waugh are buddies and they went through a lot of the, the wars together. Uh, I would be surprised if Joe fires Patrick. Um Patrick would have to get off to a good start next year, though. You know, if they come out of the gate slow, I certainly uh, would think that Patrick might be on the chopping block real quick. But I, I got to think Patrick gets another year to turn this thing around. Is this the year Chicago gets eliminated early? They're having problems in net because of Crawford being out. Uh, what do you think uh, of the Blackhawks for the playoffs? Well, this this could be, you know, one of the, the biggest challenges they're going to have because uh, St. Louis is playing great, uh, and and this is the best team St. Louis has had, uh, I think, ever. Uh, now, saying that, uh, St. Louis has let us down in the playoffs quite regularly also, a lot like San Jose. They have not been good in the first round, so uh, you've got a, a team that's very good, but with a checkered history in St. Louis playing against a team that's won the Stanley Cup three out of the last six years. So, um, you know, I, I still believe in Chicago. Uh, I, I know everyone sort of you know, St. Louis is a fashionable pick right now to upset Chicago. But, you know, those guys have proven they're winners. Uh, they battle every night. Uh, Patrick Kane looks like he's on a mission. Uh, so I, I, I don't bet against Chicago Blackhawks this time of year. I, it'll take a monumental effort by St. Louis to beat Chicago Blackhawks. And we're talking to Barry Melrose, of course, Barry, uh, hockey analyst for NHL.com and ESPN. Uh, Barry, before I ask the, uh, the, uh, the, the question of who, uh, who you're picking to win the Cup, uh, let me ask you, I'm going to take you in a t- little bit of a different direction. Uh, interesting year in terms of personal performances. Uh, a couple of awards are going to have to be handed out at the end of the year. Uh, any contenders for the heart other than Patrick Kane? No. Um, I, I think what, what he's done, uh, the length of time, start of the season to the end of the season, um, he was Chicago's best player all year long, bar none. He's going to win the the scoring race, uh, you know, he's proven he's a winner. Uh, you look at his resume, it's got everything on it. Winner, 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 winner. Uh, and uh, uh, with what he's done this year, is probably his best regular season. Well, it is his best regular season he's ever had. So, no, I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, that would be uh, somebody would have to walk up there with a mask on to accept that trophy if they don't give it to Patrick Kane. And the the... the- the, the contest that appears to divide uh, hockey, pro, hockey analysts more than any other is the Norris. And it looks like a two-horse race between uh, Carlson and Doughty. Doughty's my personal favorite. I've, I've considered him one of the best players in the world for the last four or five years. How do you see that battle shaping up? Uh, Doughty. Uh, I, I thought he should have won it before now uh, with what he's done. Uh, I, know, I know they don't care about this, but he's won two Stanley Cups. Uh, you know, he's, he's just, a, he's what hockey's all about. He's just a great competitor. He plays his butt off every night. 
uh, on the road at home, uh, plays against the other team's top line every night. So, uh, um, you know, I, I, I think the story is not Drew Doughty winning. The story is Drew Doughty not having won already. Uh, and last uh, on on the uh, award scene, uh, another one that's generated a little bit of discussion is the Calder. Um, of course, we've got the gentleman in Chicago, Panarin, and uh, Connor McDavid, uh, whose stats on a on a per game basis certainly justify the award. Has he played enough to be awarded the Calder Trophy? Uh, no. I don't think he has. Uh, I think that what Panarin's done in Chicago is spectacular. And I know everyone will say, well, he played with Patrick Kane. Uh, and, and that's certainly you got to look at that. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the goals he scored, uh, how he's played right from the start of the season to the end, uh, uh, the numbers he's put up, I, I still think he's got to be Panarin. I know, you know, the Cinderella story is McDavid. I, I think everyone, you know, sort of wants to give it to the kid to make the – the storyline complete that uh, he was the first pick overall. He's the heir apparent to Crosby and Gretzky, and and here he is the rookie of the year winner. So, but I I, I think the body of work just isn't long enough, and and uh, um, you know the numbers are great, but he's still on the last place team overall again, or one of the two worst teams in the NHL. Uh, so I, I think it's got to be Panarin. I I would, give, I would love to give it to the Canadian kid too. I think it's a great story, but I think Panarin his body of work is better. How much does Mike Sullivan have to do with the turnaround of Sidney Crosby and the Penguins, Barry? Well, it's you gotta you gotta look at when things started to change, and it's when Mike went there. I, I think Mike's done a great job. I think uh, he's certainly one of the Coach of the Year guys. I, I think you gotta look at Hackstall in Philadelphia, what he's done. Uh, I think he's been unbelievable. Uh, but uh, uh, Pittsburgh is a good team now. I, I, you know, compared to where they were. Uh, you know, just before Sullivan got there to where they are now, uh, it's night and day. And, and, you know, they're doing it without Malkin. Uh, I think they're 13-2 and two, uh, the last 15 games without Malkin. Uh, you know, they played without Crosby uh, last game. Uh, so, yeah, he, you know, it, there's no coincidence that they got better all of a sudden when he went there. So I, I think that's one of those occasions where a coaching change did make a change. And, and, you know, Pittsburgh looks like a team to be reckoned with now in the Eastern uh, Conference, which they – you know, at the start of the season, they didn't even look like a playoff team. So, completely changed the culture of uh, of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. We've been talking to Barry Melrose. Barry, one last question. We'll put you on the spot. Um, NHL playoffs are starting. It's a grind. It's two months. Uh, injuries and goaltending and a whole bunch of other different things uh, play a huge part in the eventual result. And uh, where uh, where who's going to be taking home the uh, the Stanley Cup this year? I, I like L.A. Uh, I like uh, the, how they're built. I like the fact that they're proven winners. Um, I like some of the changes they made at the end. Uh, you know, uh, they play that playoff game, uh, big physical game. They wear you down in, in a, in a seven-game series. Uh, it's going to be a very tough battle to come out of the West. You know, the Ducks are playing good. you got San Jose. you got Dallas now. Looks like a powerhouse. Nashville with Pecorini. There's no bad teams in the West, but uh, I, I just like the, the winning pedigree of the L.A. Kings. I, I think they get it done this year. Listen, we've been talking to uh, Barry Melrose. Barry, we want to thank you so much for joining us this Sunday morning and sharing your insights with us. It's always a pleasure to have you with us and uh, wish you the best of time in Florida. And uh, hopefully we catch you up again real soon. Thanks for joining us. Anytime, man. You take care. Appreciate it. That, of course, was Barry Melrose. Uh, and as I'm going to put you on the spot, uh, have, you, uh, have you analyzed... Uh, 
who you're going to come up with with your Stanley Cup pick? Are you going to hold I, that I, one no, tight, I, and no, we're going to announce I, it uh, I, I at, no pro- at some point in the no future? No problem. I agree with Barry. I think it's the L.A. Kings. You think it's the Kings? Yeah. I think Chicago's going to lose the first round this year. Yeah, it's tough. You know, the tough. The you know, it's uh, it's tough to repeat a Stanley Cup champions. Uh, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. They've won three times in the last what five or six years, and uh, there hasn't been a repeat Stanley Cup champion since when? Since the Red Wings from the early two thousands. Yeah, the if East, I'm not mistaken, the East is uh, hard to pick. Who's going to like Washington? Was the, pre- the had the most points, but they still haven't proven they can win in the playoffs. And until they do, I'm not so sure. But it's, I really like Pittsburgh. I really like how they're playing, and Crosby is playing phenomenal. And Phil Kessel's starting to score, too. Starting to score. And the amazing part about Pittsburgh's run is uh, Malkin hasn't been playing. He's been out for the last uh, 14, 15 games, and uh, they've been doing it without him. They're Pittsburgh's uh, last 20 games, they won 16 and lost four. So mm-hmm. certainly they're, uh, they're on a bit of a run. Uh, Washington... Is this a different Washington team? They, you know, they look. You know, Could they, be. They, they Could got. Be. They got. You know, I think Trotz. You know, certainly makes a difference as the coach. Yeah, Trotz uh, hasn't won in many playoff series with Nashville either. So yeah, um, you know, Holt, he's got to yeah. prove himself in the playoffs also. Yeah, and there's you know there's there's pressure on him there. Holtby, the goaltender, seems to have you know taken his game to the elite level. You know, Washington's never had. An elite goaltender. Uh, certainly, uh, Holtby seems to have cracked that echelon. Uh, and if he can play, uh, you know, if he can play some top-notch hockey, you know, that would be uh, be an interesting final, Washington and L.A. You know, uh, watching some of those big, uh, big L.A. guys grinding, uh, grinding some of the Washington guys should certainly. Be, and having Ovechkin go head-to-head against Doughty, that certainly would be incredible to watch. Certainly, uh, we look forward to it. But NHL playoffs, especially the first round, one of the most exciting things in all the sports. Can you imagine Brent Burns' beard at playoff time? <laughs> it's bad enough now. Can you imagine? Anyways, uh, we're going to be going to break shortly. Just before we go to break, I want to announce the return of our Pizzaville contest. We gave away a $50 gift certificate last Sunday, and uh, if your fingers are next to your phone, it's uh, we're giving another one away, $50 gift certificate from the good people at Pizzaville to our second caller. I'll give out those numbers, 416-360-0740, Once again, 416 416- Three six zero zero seven four zero, toll free one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Second caller gets a fifty dollar gift certificate from Pizzaville. We'll be going to break. Back from break, we'll also be taking some calls. If callers want to call in and chat some sports. We've taken your calls on these numbers as well. We'll be back shortly. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when they got up in my grill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerotti with two toppings per, plus ten chicken wings, I say for sure. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. That's nineteen ninety nine. a deal, for real, a steal. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Yo, visit pizzaville.ca or pound 3636 from your cell phone, word. 
At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Bond. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them every day. They've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, we are also on 96.7 FM. Of course, it's the day to give away the green jacket, Naz, and... Uh, Jordan Spieth looked like he was home and cooled out yesterday. He had a four-stroke lead. And then uh, 17 and 18, pretty, they were pretty tough conditions, uh, certainly. Um, um, we're uh, we've tr- been trying to get hold of John Steinbrenner. Uh, unfortunately, we've hadn't. Uh, he's down at Augusta. We're not able to, uh, to, uh, to contact him. But uh, we're trying to get Matt Janella on the phone. Uh, Naz, uh, you saw the... Results yesterday, Jordan Spieth, how does that sit with him overnight? Well, he, uh, I think he bogeyed and double bogeyed the last two holes. That's not a good way to finish and to sleep on it uh, 
might be difficult, but that kid is uh, is very good under pressure for sure, and I uh, and I see him being in the in the now you, picture. You got a dark horse favorite today, the Matsuyama uh, the, the, for sure. He that that guy is no pressure on him at all. He's so calm, cool, and clever. But the guy you got to watch is Bernard Langer, fifty-eight years old. Watch out for him. Fifty-eight he's years old, but he doesn't look fifty-eight. He looks like a young forty. Yeah, he's certainly in, he's in fantastic shape. He's a winner. He's proven. And I, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the conditions there today. Um, you know, having to play that course in the wind is, is a pretty tough, uh, pretty tough uh, endeavor. So uh, we'll see what the weather conditions are going to be like today. And, uh, I, uh, you know, uh, Spieth, uh, McElroy's not out of it yet. I mean, if he puts a hot one together, uh, you never know. Um, but really, who's who's depending on the weather conditions, right? That's the key. There's not many 66s or 67s out there in the past couple of days, so it's going to be difficult for somebody to catch speed. Anyways, we're uh, thrilled to uh, have with us uh, from the Golf Channel, uh, Matt Janella. Matt, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, thanks. Making that drive from Augusta, Georgia, back to Orlando, so I could be on my sofa and watch the. Oh, final you didn't. Round. You're not sticking around for the uh, for the final round uh, today at Augusta. Well, the, you know the crazy thing is, is obviously there's no cell phones out there, and you're kind of if you're out there, you're only able to see what's actually happening in front of you, and and you get the big boards and they do the do the regular updates, but it, if you really want to watch the Masters, you got to be home on your sofa. You know. Oh, that's an interesting uh, um, uh, take on it. Uh, you saw what happened yesterday, Matt. Uh, you know, of course, we're talking to Matt Janella, who's the uh, resident travel uh, travel consultant and travel expert at the uh, at the Golf Channel, and is certainly a student of the game and of, and of golf courses. And Jordan Spieth didn't have the finish yesterday uh, that he would have liked. Um, what happened to Jordan the last two holes, uh, Matt? Well, I you know. I watched his press conference, and um, I can't believe how, how forthcoming he is. He's so, so incredibly honest and open about what, what's going through his, his head and his heart at all times. And that's, I really appreciate him for that. I think Rory's in a similar, similar way, and, and Jason Day. And the, this new generation of golfer is, is not, the, not the Tiger Woods in which they keep everything you know, close, to the, close to the vest. But I... He said it, you know, he just, he, he hit it, he got it going right. And whether or not that's an indication of sort of physical or mental fatigue, you know, we can only imagine the grind that they're going through to try to, to deal with the elements, the wind and the baked out greens and the, and the various positions they put themselves in over the course of, of several days. So, I, you know, he, hit it, he started hitting it right. And um, when you hit it right, you hit it off, you're going to pay the price. So well, it, What's your assessment of the weather conditions today? Any, is it going to be the same as the last couple of days, or are we looking at something different today in terms of weather, Matt? No, it, it was, it's, it's been beautiful the last couple of days, but the gusts... I, I spent some time with Bernard Longer on Friday night and had a, 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 I was part of a, a you know, kind of a fireside chat with Longer and Scott Van Pelt of ESPN. It was a fantastic interview. Longer was, was amazing. Um, at that point, he was five shots back. He made a good point about the wind. You know, when you play, he said, when you play Lynx golf uh, and you get 40-mile-an-hour winds, he said that at least it's 40 miles consistently in one direction. 
when you play golf at Augusta National and you get gusts of 25 to 30 miles an hour, those gusts happen and they swirl and they come in from different directions and, and they're there at one point and they're not there. with the, you know They can be there right before you swing and go away right after you hit the shot. He, he said it's such different different kind of conditions. Those winds are going to lay down today. They're talking about five-mile-an-hour winds today. And, I, and he also said that in 112 competitive rounds that he's played at Augusta National, he had never seen pin placements like he had seen on Friday uh, and and Thursday and Friday, he said if either someone else, someone's new uh, at it, or or they're just making a point of, of protecting par, and they don't have they don't have the distance anymore. You know they'll they'll make some changes this year, but th- you know uh, going into next year. But this year they had made very little changes to the course, and I think they just they toughened it up with pin placements. I think today with with very little wind and the typical Sunday pin placements, I think we're going to finally see the rounds, um, you know, the scores go into the 60s, and it could be could be very exciting. Does Bernard Langer have a chance at this? That would be an incredible story, Matt. Oh, I, I, I think he definitely has. He's two shots back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, definitely, he definitely has a chance. You know, he, the combined age of, of the final pairing between Smiley Kaufman and Jordan Spieth is, is, is 46. That's <laughs> incredible. That's, that's the age Jack Nicholas was in 86, the 30-year anniversary in which, you know, he won his 18th yep. major championship. Bernard Longer is 58 years old. This could potentially be one of the greatest stories. You know, Watson at 59, you know, got into a playoff at the Open Championship. Um, Longer, Longer said the other night he sees a 50-something actually winning a major championship one day. And it could be, it could be today. He, knew, he said, I have got to play the best golf of my life. Uh, but that's something I'm capable of doing. He said, you know, I, I give 50 yards to 70 yards to these guys. I'm hitting hybrids into these greens and they're hitting seven irons, but I do have 112 competitive rounds under my belt. I, I, I stopped thinking about just trying to make the cut at Augusta national at, at the masters. I've now shifted my mental focus into trying to win. Why can't I win? Uh, you know, it, it, it basically the golf ball doesn't know who's hitting it. Right. So um, if he can get hot with the putter, it's always the case. If he can get hot with the putter. Yes, I think he can win. And we're talking to Matt Janella. Of course, Matt Janella, you can listen to him on the Golf Channel's Morning Drive. Uh, listen, tune in to the Morning Drive on the Golf Channel. Listen to Matt Janella. This uh, Masters uh, is going to write its story today, uh, Matt. And, uh, you know, certainly we, we don't know what that story is going to be yet. But there was a story on Thursday that the, it started off that was really remarkable. Ernie Els, uh, we thought it was a seven putt. Uh, when they actually took a look at it afterwards, it was a six putt. Um, kind, kind of shocking. Uh, uh, is, that, is, that what, is that Augusta? Is that the Greens of Augusta? Or is that just Ernie Els having a brain cramp at the wrong time? It's a combination, I think, of a lot of things. Um, obviously, you know the masters you know the augusta national is tough tough putting but i think it at that 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 was painful i had heard about it and then to watch the video of it it was for someone i really you know i love ernie and you know who doesn't love ernie else uh but to watch him experience that that was that was incredibly difficult and for for it you know 
unfortunately, I think it's going to be forever a bruise on his legacy. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer and four-time major champion winner, and, and he's Ernie Els. But, uh, wow, that, that, was, that was really hard to watch. And I think, I think poor Ernie, um, you know, that's, that's real indicative of, of what it's like to kind of get old and, and sort of lose it between the years when it comes to, when it comes to putting. And you know, that's what we've seen Fred Couples deal with under pressure situations when he gets himself into the lead at Augusta National the last, you know, last 10 years when he's had the occasion in which he's been in, you know, even in the final pairing. Um, that's what I think Bernard is going to have to deal with today, which is, you know, the, the, the baggage of, of sort of past, situations like this and, and hopefully he can hopefully he can handle it matsuyama the japanese golfer uh what do you know about him uh he was fifth in the masters last year and i think he's ranked 14th in the world what do you think of his play no i think i said before the week that he had a chance this i mean he's got if you every you know i don't know a ton about him other than what the experts say and what the experts say is that he's got the kind of game to win multiple major championships. Um, he's got the mind and the, and the, and the swing. I mean, they, they marvel at, at his golf swing. I think he's, he's got it all. I, I would be, I would be shocked if he doesn't, if he doesn't put up a decent number today and make a run or make a run at this thing. I just think that with Jordan Spieth is in position he's in coming off that finish that he had. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be very hard to shake this away from Jordan Spieth. He's, he's led the Masters now for seven seven rounds. He has 11 competitive rounds total at Augusta National, and he's, he's led seven of them. Um, that, that's, that's remarkable, and, 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 you know, it speaks to sort of his competitive nature. I, I, I can see guys having good rounds. Uh, I just don't think that – I don't think there's going to be anybody who has a good enough round to beat Jordan. There's an interesting amateur that's uh, come on the scene. This this gentleman Bryson uh, is a DeChambeau, really really yeah. interesting character. Uh, he actually, you know, he, he wears that Hogan cap and he he's got pet names for all of his clubs and uh, and his clubs are actually all the same size. He's cut them all. He's cut his shafts all the same length, and he's almost and he's. He's certainly not cut from the same cookie cutter as a lot of, a lot of these other guys. Uh, any exposure to him at all, Matt? Uh, interesting characters. He got game. Oh yeah, no, he's real deal. I've had a little exposure to him. I, I've had, I've got a lot of friends who've spent a lot of time with him. Alan Shipnick is one of my one of my best friends who wrote a a, a pretty extensive profile on on Bryson uh, for Sports Illustrated. He he's he's. Um, you know the thing about Bryson is he believes in what he's doing on the golf course. Whether you know whether whether you be, whether we believe it or not, whether we buy into it or not, it doesn't really matter. It's about what he believes, and he believes he's found a, a technique or a system that makes sense to him. And that's really at this point all that matters. That that's a very powerful thing in the world of golf. It's you know that 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 psychosis in which he believes in what he's doing. Can be can be very hard to beat. So it's not only that he believes in what he's doing, but what he's doing is is very effective. And um, you know he's he's coming very close. We saw Jordan Spieth come very close uh, three years ago before he won the Masters. I think Bryson is probably learning a lot from what he's going through uh, this week. And um, 
although he might not win it this year, I think the fact that he's contending is 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 no shock to anybody who knows a lot about him. He this this kid is not going away. He's a real deal. He's big. He's strong. He hits it far. He's got great short game. Got great great head game, and I think he's going to be around for a while. We've been talking to Matt Janelle. Listen, Matt, uh, thanks for joining us on such short notice. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, Certainly looking forward to this afternoon, like you. uh, uh, I've put my wife on notice. Uh, I'm not to be disturbed between approximately 3 o'clock and about 7, 8 o'clock, depending on whether there's a playoff or not. I am not to be disturbed this afternoon. It is Master Sunday. It's a a tradition, and I wish you... uh, uh, all the best in watching and watching the Masters, and I hope it's uh, ho- should be a great afternoon. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Matt Janella, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you soon. Of course, uh, thanks, Matt. Matt Janella, you can listen to him on the Golf Channel's Morning Drive. You uh, may you may need an interpreter for the uh, Green Jacket presentation well, today. Uh, you know, because uh, he doesn't speak any English. Anyway, he's got time for a couple of quick calls. If you're inclined, four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. One eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. We'd love to take your calls. Uh, certainly, uh, Jordan Spieth. It's I think it's his. He, I think it's his to win or lose. Uh, Naz. Uh, uh, he's he's got. Uh, he just seems to thrive under pressure. You know, bit of a bad result yesterday. The the last uh, last few. But uh, anyways, uh, we'd love to take a quick call. Uh, who have we got on the line this morning? The D General, D General, what's on your mind, gentlemen? Nice to be back on the uh, on the airwaves. Uh, you guys are talking about a lot of sports this morning. I don't know what to uh, attack here, but uh, let's talk hockey. Let's talk a little bit about the Leafs. Uh, let's talk about uh, the collapse of the Boston Bruins and what's happening in the world of hockey. I got a question for you guys. Maybe you could shed some light on this. Uh, you know what's what's going on with the business of this sport? It seems to me that some of these good teams are faltering because. They're spending too much time in the limelight. You know, I even watched the Blue Jays yesterday, and, uh, and uh, you know, they, they got on a two-game winning streak, and uh, and then all of a sudden all I hear is, oh, stay tuned for the Stroh Show. And and look at what happened with um, uh, with uh, Subban this year and uh, and on all the hype, and, uh, you know, he was in the media a lot and all the other things. Do you think that that's having a major effect on some of these teams and their performances when they go down the stretch, especially in the playoffs, and you see some really good, talented teams just break down and, you know, fall apart when it comes down to it. Like the Bruins were in first place, you know, March 1st, whatever, and I don't know what happened there. But uh, uh, the Leafs, it seems like they spent a lot of time in front of the media. And, and, and Montreal, look what happened to them. You guys were talking about Canadian teams. And uh, is it too much pressure for these guys to be doing both on and off the ice? Yeah, the, but the Bruins, I think, were flawed uh, defensively on, on the blue line. They, they, they are down to... No one playing in the back. Their chair is forty years old, and he's their best defenseman. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I don't know about the limelight part. Well, I, I, I think uh, going back to you know the Montreal example or the Bruin example that you raised, Naz. Uh, there's there's a fine line in today's NHL, unless you know there's very few elite teams, you know two or three, four, and then the rest of them are just in a horse race. You know, people, and, and it comes down to like Montreal, Carey Price. That's right. Okay? You know, people. Criticize the NHL, how easy it is to make the playoffs. It is not easy to make the NHL playoffs now. And look at the teams that make it. It seems like the same teams, with the exception of two or three, make it every year. Yeah. 
I, I, you know, getting back to the point, you, once you're away from the three, four elite teams, the rest of them, it's it's a roll of the dice. Not a roll of the dice. The, the, the it, things have to play out the way it has to play out, and injuries are a huge factor. Um, you know, if you get an injury to a key person or a key player, Carey Price, um, then you know you've got you've got probably eight teams that are on the bubble, and it just you know, it, you know, they get hot at the right time. They get the injury at the wrong time. And, you know, and like at the end, it's a horse race. Like, you know, the uh, Western Conference was a little bit different this year. But the Eastern Conference, it's always down. There's always – how many teams are always there with 92, 93, 94 points? But, but look at Boston. What do they do now? They're in a position. They're on the, on the fringe of the playoffs. Do they – Retool like the Leafs are doing, or what do they do? Well, it's up to Don Sweeney. And they I guess. have some really good players up front. They have, you know, Bergeron is one of the best two-way players in uh, the NHL. What do you do? Oh well. Anyways, t- topic for future discussion. Our time has run out on this week's edition of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Uh, we'll be back again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. To all our golf passionate listeners. Enjoy the Masters this afternoon. Zoomer is pulling. Zoomer guys are pulling for Bernard Longer. You and know the that. awarding of the green jacket. Certainly looking forward to it. Have a great week, everyone. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.